Hare Krishna, we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 25, titled as The Glories of Lord Ananta, and we are reading from verse number 12. Murdhanyarpitam Murdhyanarpitam Anuvat Sahastra Murdhanam Murdhyanarpitam Anuvat Sahastra Murdhano Bhugolam Sagiri Sarit Samudra Satvam Anantyad Animitah Vikramasya Bhumnaha Koviryani Adhiganayet Sahasra Jihvaha Okay, I think this is Brahma Samhita meter. We'll just sing the Brahma Samhita meter. Murdhyan narpitam manuvat sahastra murdhno Bhugolam sagiri sarit samudra satvam Anantyad animita vikramasya bhumnaha Koviryanyadhi ganayet sahastra jihvaha Murdhyan narpitam manuvat sahastra murdhno Bhugolam sagiri sarit samudra satvam Anantyadani mitap vikramasya bhumnaha 
कोवीरियाण्यधिगणयेत्सहस्रजिहहमूर्ध्यान्यर्पितमनुवत्सहस्रमूर्धनो भूगोलम सगिरी सरित समुद्र सत्वम् आनंत्याद अनिमित विक्रमस्य भूमनः कोवीर्यान्यधि गणयेत सहस्रजिह्वह वर्ड टू वर्ड ट्रांसलेशन मूर्धानी ओह अनहुड और हेड अर्पितम फिक्स्ड अनुवत just like an atom sahasramurdhna of ananta who has thousands of hoods bhugolam this universe sagiri sarit samudra sattvam with many mountains trees oceans and living entities anantyat due to being unlimited Animita Vikramasya, whose power is immeasurable, Bhumnaha, the Supreme Lord, Kaha, who, Virani, potencies, Adhi, indeed, Ganayet, can count, Sahasra Jihvaha, although having thousands of tongues. Translation. By His Divine Grace, Śrīla Prabhupāda, Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jai. Because the Lord is unlimited, no one can estimate His power. This entire universe filled with many great mountains, rivers, oceans, trees and living entities is resting just like an atom on one of His many thousands of hoods. Is there anyone, even with thousands of tongues, who can describe His glories? So I'll read the rest of the verses. Um, because this doesn't have a purport, and there's one purport in one of the verses, I'll just complete this chapter anyways. Text 13. Evam prabhavo bhagavan ananto duranta viryoru gunanubhavaha mule rasaya hasthita atmatantro yolilaya kshmam sthitaye bibharti there is no end to the great and glorious glories of that powerful Lord Anantadeva. Indeed, his prowess is unlimited. Though self-sufficient, he himself is the support of everything. He resides beneath the lower planetary systems and easily sustains the entire universe. Text 14 is a prose. Upagantavya gatayo yatha karma vinirmita yato phadesham anuvarnitah kamam kamayamanaihi kamayamanaihi My dear king, as I heard of it from my spiritual master, I have fully described to you the creation of this material world according to the fruitive activities and desires of the conditioned souls. Those conditioned souls who are full of material desires achieve various test situations in different planetary systems and in this way they live within this material creation. Purport. In this regard, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakura sings, Anadik 
करम फले पाड़ी पड़ी भवार नवजले तारिबा तरिबारे ना देखी उपाय माई लॉर्ड आई डो नॉट नो वेन आई कमेंस्ड माई मटीरियल लाइफ बट आई कैन सर्टनली एक्सपीरियंस दैट आई हैव फॉलन इन द डीप ओशन ऑफ नीशंस आई डोट इट्स प्रोनाउंस दिस नी साइंस now i can also see that there is no other way to get out of it than to take shelter of your lotus feet similarly shri chaitanya mahaprabhu offers the following prayers ainanda tanuja kinkaram patitam maam vishame bhavam budhau kripaya tava pada pankaja sthita dhuli sadrsham vichintaya my dear lord son of nanda maharaja i am your eternal servant somehow or the other i have fallen into this ocean of nations kindly therefore save me from this horrible condition of material materialistic life i'll read the last verse as well etavatir hi rajan pumsah pravritti lakshanas lakshanasya dharmasya vipakagataya uvacha vishadrsha yatha prashnam vyat माई डियर किंग आई हैव दस डिस्क्राइब हाउ पीपल जनरली एक्ट अकॉर्डिंग टू देर डिफरेंट डिजायर्स एंड एज अ रिजल्ट गेट डिफरेंट टाइप्स ऑफ बॉडीज इन हायर एंड लोअर प्लैनेट्स यू इंक्वायर्ड ऑफ दीज थिंग्स फ्रॉम मी एंड आई हैव एक्सप्लेन टू यू वॉट एवर आई हैव हर्ड फ्रॉम अथॉरिटीज वॉट शल आई स्पीक ऑफ नाउ Thus ends the Bhakti Vedanta purport of the fifth canto, twenty-fifth chapter of the Shrimad Bhagavatam, entitled "The Glories of Lord Ananta Deva." Om Agnana Timirandhasya Gnana Anjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmay Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam. स्थापितम् येन भूतले स्वयं रूपकदामह्यम् ददाति स्वपदान्तिकम् वन्देहम् श्रीगुरो श्रीउता पदकमलम् श्रीगुरुन् वैष्णवाम्स्च श्रीरूपम सागृजा सहगण रघुनाता तम सजीव साद्वैत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णाचैतन्यादेवृष्णपदाखाता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी ऋषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिये वाचाकुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य 
पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंद श्रीअद्वैता गदाधरा श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा I started preparing for the lecture yesterday and I was I went crazy I was thinking what to speak because this is a difficult section and uh, Vyasadev has introduced this chapter the glories of Ananta and the next chapter is even more difficult because especially given the month of Damodar <laughs> we're going to go through the hellish planets <laughs> uh, a tour of the hellish planets next chapter So I was thinking, what should be my meditation on this auspicious month of Lord Damodar? And I was also thinking, meditating that Veda Vyasa, Krishna Dvaipayana Vyasa. He is also known as Krishna. So Krishna Dvaipayana Vyasa. Uh, there was a purpose of why he put this chapter here, and why Shukadev Goswami or Shukacharya is speaking this chapter. Um, So what I thought was every chapter every word every syllable that comes in our shastras is actually helping us and augmenting us to meditate on the lord meditating on the lord means meditating on the name on the form on the pastimes on his qualities on his activities on his devotees and the interactions between them so therefore there must be a purpose as to why um, the acharyas have put these these chapters in shrimad bhagavatam There is a word in Sanskritam called as pratak bhav. Pratak bhav means to see something separate from Krishna. Um, yes, when it comes to rasatattva, devotees see it separately, saying, "Yes, I don't want to hear about Ananta Deva. I only want to hear about Krishna, especially Brajanath Krishna." But on the other side, from a tattvic point of view, from a principal point of view, the devotees don't have a pratak bhav. Pratak bhav means I don't see the all the forms of the Lord as separate. They are all one and the same. so this is actual advaita advaita means to see that the the name fame form of the lord are all the same it is the same vishnu tattva that is the principle um, so when i was meditating on this uh, i was thinking this this class should be a meditation for me for this auspicious month but then i was thinking uh, ananta deva on one side it seems like a fantasy story you know there's a big snake somewhere below the multiple universes and there are hoods thousands of hoods and then they are supporting this universe and then there's lord vishnu or um, or garbhodakshay vishnu lying in that universe um, on the anantasesh on the snake serpent bed i was thinking who would be interested in sleeping on a serpent bed on a serpent yikes it seems a bit strange but uh there are many understandings that goes behind this it is just not a literal snake it also means energy of the lord and anantashesh or anantadev is also the supreme lord he is not different from the lord why because if we say 
garbhodakshaya vishnu lies on a bed then that bed becomes the support for the lord so the, in one sense the lord has to depend on the bed now so is ananta sesh greater than the lord no actually everything that the lord does is his own energies so therefore ananta sesh also is him so he is not different from krishna he is not different from ananta dev him uh, from vishnu himself so i was meditating on this and um, ananta this word ananta is quite interesting because uh, what's the english equivalent of ananta unlimited infinite yes infinite prabhu is a data scientist so he'll be knowing about infinite infinity in in modern science infinite has different connotations uh, infinity they talk about infinity in mathematical terms when we do calculus Uh, when it comes to physical or physics they have they have their own terms of infinity that they apply to the universes to space uh, they talk about infinitum or in, infinitum the matter which is infinite and um, and they also talk about infinite in the concept of metaphysical concepts as well so these are the three se- sections which modern science thinks about infinite uh, and generally infinite or infinity troubles physicists a lot because with infinity nothing can be proven so quickly because it's infinite um so i was forced to watch some scientific videos to understand how do scientists understand infin- infinite or infinity um what's interesting is when i was watching this um now nowadays the concept is that uh, we first of all earth was the center of the universe before 500 years ago and then they they evolved that sun is the center of the universe and then after a while we said this is a big universe called milky way and then they moved on to say it's not one sun there are hundreds of suns and then they said there's not one universe there must be multi universes or multiverses they call it as and then it is vast and expands all of this i was thinking if i have to see an object right if i have to see my tablet i have to be separate from my tablet i can't be sitting inside the tablet and seeing the tablet correct so the scientists are able to talk about multiverses but they themselves are very tiny so how can they even talk about multiverses being outside the universe they can't it's all speculation at the end of the day because when i was researching they have seen the world for example the nebula and uh, hubble tel- uh, hubble uh, the scientists called hubble who who uh, who who's named behind the hubble telescope they perceive the material world through a telescope and telescope gives us a two dimensional picture of the universe it's just two dimensional it's not a three dimensional image and seeing these two dimensional images they have uh, i was thinking how do they even measure the distance between universes then they said the way that measure it is they measure at one point in time how glowing the universe is and then they, as the light dims the time it takes for the light to dim that is the that's how they measure measure the distance based on the brightness of these stars brightness of the self emanating universes so but all of this is just theoretical they have never seen an universe they can never see because we are so tiny that how can someone conceive a, a huge gigantic universe like this first of all we are limited by our body our body is our universe we can't go beyond the body in fact we can't travel beyond we can't even travel to mars Uh, so the great the, the the richest businessman in this world is planning to do something in mars it is said in 1958 uh, the united states thought of nuclear bombing the moon they wanted to see what will happen so there were there were discussions about it even today we see such destructive mentalities this guy the richest man on the planet wanted to bomb mars so that he was thinking if we bomb mars because of the explosion there'll be water in mars 
So this is all, uh, you know, speculative knowledge that today's science delves on, and they are very proud of it. Uh, we have to understand that in the Shastras, see, the concept of knowing outside us, the concept of going into the universes, the concept of discovering things is, is common. The, the concept of discovering, the principle to discover is there. But the problem with the scientists is they try to discover using physical means. That's the problem. So humans will always be limited by time and space. They will always be limited by time and space. They think going into black hole, we can transcend time. There will be a time when we will be beyond time. <laughs> that definition, that, that sentence itself is useless. It's actually useless. It's a self-defeating sentence. There will be a time when we'll be beyond time. Does that make sense? There will be no time when there is no time because you're talking of time in the first place. So how can you go beyond time when you're inside time? So all of these... Uh, Irony uh, is, is happening because humans will always be limited by time and space. So the physical exploration is definitely not the way to pursue these truths. So uh, thinking of Lord Anantadev and thinking of building a spaceship where we will go to the bottom of the universes and then finally see Anantadev there, it's probably never going to happen. So physical travel is not the way to go. And this was realized by the Shastric, uh, by the Vedic uh, scientists. So they thought, I am limited by my body. My body is going, after all, this is matter. But I, me, as a jiva, as a living entity, I am not matter. Uh, so therefore, let me travel not as matter, but something else. So they did some type of travel because of which they could even uh, compose such texts. So they're also talking of Ananta, which is infinite. Uh, and the beauty of it is, Studying matter or studying this, because Lord Anantadev, in the, in the summary of this chapter, Prabhupada writes that, Prabhupada writes that he is the lord of this material universe. This entire, the entire material world is situated, he is the original duty of the material consciousness. Lord Anantadev is the original deity of material consciousness. So the idea is, every study of anything, be it matter, be it spirit, it has to it should not be devoid of study, study of the source of it. That's the crux of it. If I have to study matter, if I have to study myself, I have to study the source of this body. If I have to study matter and this universe, I have to study the source of the universe. If I know the source of the universe, then I'll probably know everything. And this is uh, uh, affirmed in the Agni Purana and it is quoted by Madhvacharya, they, that ekam, ekam to tattvato gnyatum. If you know one thing, that one thing by which you can know everything. But if you do not know that one thing, you will never know anything, no matter how much we, we uh, delve into the past. So there was a scientist who was saying, over 100 years, science has made a lot of progress in discovering this multiple universes, this multiverses. And I could see, comparing to the vastness of the universe, what they have understood and discovered is nothing. Another millennium will pass away, they will discover nothing. They will continue to speculate like this and they will no go nowhere. So, uh, it's quite interesting that Prabhupada mentions in the 6th and the 8th verse of this chapter, so I was thinking, how do, I then, how do we then meditate on this form of the Lord? The whole idea is, Whenever we meditate about the material, the material universe, we have to also meditate on the cause of the material universe. And the cause of the material universe is the Supreme Lord. So somewhere it has to be connected to the Supreme Lord. The dogmatic scientists might think, oh, these are religionists, they always bring God into the picture. Um, 
well god is a very uh, you know easily misconstrued term these days so it's it's better we use the word vishnu because vishnu means uh, vishnu anati iti vishnu vishnu means that which is there everywhere that is that is why we call him vishnu so in the purport of 6th uh, and 8th verses of this chapter prabhupad writes that um one must one must meditate on the qualities of anantadev and especially in the last verse of this we read in the 14th or 13th verse that shukadev goswami says i am explaining it to you as i have heard from my spiritual master uh, is there a connection between all of this is there a connection between the between anantadev is there a connection between a spiritual master and is there a connection between me as a sadhaka and why why should i even meditate on the glories of lord anantadev um that is very what is what that is what i was thinking of in when i was preparing this lecture and that should be the meditation i feel when we study this chapter when i was doing some uh, studies um shrila vrindavan das thakur explains in his chaitanya bhagavata detailed descriptions of anantadev and how who all meditate on anantadev uh, he merit he writes on the qualities of anantadev as की ब्रह्म की शिव की सनकादि कुमार व्यास सुख नारदादि भक्त नाम यान्र लॉर्ड ब्रह्म लॉर्ड शिव द फोर कुमारास सनक सनातन सनंद सनत कुमार व्यासदेव सुखदेव गोस्वामी एंड नारद और ऑल प्योर डिवोटीज एंड इटर्नल सर्वेंट्स ऑफ द लॉर्ड एंड ही गोज ऑन टू से सवार पूजित श्री अनंत महाशय सहस्र वदन प्रभु भक्ति रसामय ऑल ऑफ द अबव मेन्शन डिवोटीज अनकंटैमिनेटेड डिवोटीज वर्शिप लॉर्ड श्री अनंत ही हैज थाउजेंड्स ऑफ सर्पंटाइन हुड्स एंड इज द रेजवायर ऑफ ऑल मेलोज ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस सो ही गोज ऑन टू से आदिदेव महायोगी ईश्वर वैष्णव महिमार अनंत इन्हा न जा न जान ये सब लॉर्ड अनंत इज द ओरिजिनल पर्सन द ग्रेटेस्ट योगी एंड द सुप्रीम कंट्रोलर येट ही इज ऑल्सो अ सर्वेंट ऑफ गॉड अ वैष्णव सिंस देर इज नो एंड टू हिज ग्लोरीज नो वन कैन अंडरस्टैंड हिम फुली सो लाइक दैट वृंदावन दास ठाकुर एक्चुअली glorifies anantadev in many many different ways and he says all of the great devotees always meditate on lord anantadev so it becomes important that if shukadev goswami uh, and acharyas like lord shiva are all meditating it becomes important for us all to also to meditate on anantadev but how do you how do we meditate on anantadev what is that we have to meditate upon is it on his form or is it on his qualities or what he does and how is it connected to my sadhana again vrindavan das thakur writes सृष्टिस्थिति प्रलय सत्वादीयता गुण यांद्रदृष्टिपाते हय याय पुनः पुनः बाय द मियर ग्लैंस ऑफ लॉर्ड अनंत द थ्री मटीरियल मोड्स ऑफ नेचर इंटरैक्ट टू प्रोड्यूस क्रिएशन मेंटेनेंस एंड एनहाइलेशन दीज मोड्स ऑफ नेचर मैनिफेस्ट अगेन एंड अगेन अनंत देवा सस्टेन्स दिस यूनिवर्स विथ इट्स मिलियंस ऑफ प्लैनेट्स कंटेनिंग एनॉर्मस ओशंस एंड माउंटेन्स ऑन इज हेड सो दिस वेरी सिमिलर वर्स दैट वी रेड एक्चुअली अबाउट ट्वेल्व दैट ही ऑल ऑफ दीज माउंटेन्स आर अणु it said anuvat sahasra murthnu anuvat means anu means now propa translates this as an atom right an atom doesn't mean an atom as in science that we have to understand because atom is not atom 
अणु इन संस्कृत इज द स्मॉलेस्ट इंडिविजिबल पार्टिकल इन मैटर इट इज नॉट एटम एज इन मॉडर्न साइंस बिकॉज मॉडर्न साइंस इज ओह अणु एटम इज नॉट द स्मॉलेस्ट नाउ बिकॉज देर इज बिकॉज ऑफ वॉट सेक्शन ऑफ फिजिक्स इज दिस um nano physics in nano physics now they have also already dissected atom into many other elements like 1820 when i studied it was only electrons protons and neutrons but now it's 1820 more elements inside an atom so atom is divisible now in science what uh, acharya say anu means the smallest indivisible particle so science probably 1000 years from now may achieve uh, to divide an atom a million times and then they might reach to a point to say well this this particle called now 1000 particle of an atom is indivisible that is called anu in in sanskrit anu means smallest indivisible particle now how much is indivisible well the scientists can go, go on exploring and they'll probably never end so anumat so all of this are residing on the hood one of the hoods of anantasesh as a small atom this is a metaphor basically what it means to say is the entire universe this entire universe or universes is nothing but a tiny speck of dust on the anantadev's hood uh, so he's so huge in one sense that what does it mean it shows the strength of the lord it shows the magnanimity of the lord that the lord is too huge we can't fathom it so that is why um, propad writes in the in the verse in the verse 6 and 8 that Anantadev's primary purpose is to dissolve this material creation. He gets angry with the material universe. He gets angry with the jivas, and then he destroys everything. How does he destroy? Prabhupada writes in the purport that he destroys with the form of sankarshana. Now I, I, we will come to understand why these words are important. And then Lord Shiva meditates on sankarshana because Shiva's Lord Shiva's. Uh, worshipable deity is sankarshana again when we talk about shiva there are 12 forms of shiva again so which shiva meditates on sankarshana it's it's again important and sankarshana is none other than who takes the who takes the destructive potency from narsimhadev that is why we also worship narsimhadev in our uh, sampradaya so anantadev has two purposes purposes one is to create this material universe and sustain it with the three modes of material nature so that the jivas can reform themselves but the jivas again continue their propensities to lord over this material universe then he gets angry the anger also doesn't mean it's our anger it's it's anger of the lord so it's love of the lord so he destroys the material world through the agency of lord shiva and then recreates again so propad writes in that purport that after creation they again exercise their previous potencies for lording it over the material world these activities of the conditioned souls anger anantadeva and thus he desires to desire, desire to Uh, destroy the entire material world because he is the supreme personality of godhead he is kind towards us and checks his anger and intolerance he expresses his anger and destroys the material world only at specific times none of the above descriptions of lord anantadeva are imaginary they are all transcendently blissful and full of spiritual truth propad propad makes it a point that it is not imaginary now this is when i started meditating how to even understand these forms of the lord and what should be one's meditation um propad writes and that is why i think shukadev goswami concludes this chapter in verse number 14 that uh parishit maharaj actually he's addressing parishit maharaj but in one sense he's addressing all of us that uh i have described to you the glories of anantadev and i have gl- described to you about the entire universes he's not described the hellish planets yet 
but we've, we've been through many varsha, many varshas now many planetary systems and he finally says in this chapter that i have ex- explained to you as i have heard from the from my spiritual master huh? actually um anuvarnitah see that this this verse he says anuvarnitah anuvarnitah this word is important because narada muni uh, when he told to, when he told veda vyasa he says nathata vasudevasya mahima anuvarnitah you have not described about uh, vasudeva therefore you have to write shrimad bhagavatam anuvarnita varnit varnan means to explain to describe anu means to describe under the instructions of a spiritual master under the instruction and guidance of some authority who who has realized this truth uh, now think about it this is also a scientific text but this scientific text here also there has been t- travel time travel people have traveled and they have envisioned the form of ananta sesh lord vishnu lying there and ananta sesh so who is witnessing all of this who has seen it so of course it has to be veda vyasa who can write it so it is a documented evidence that he has experienced ananta dev so like that prabhupada writes it is not imaginary and this can be understood not by contaminated heart but only by understanding it from the mouth of a pure devotee from that prabhupada in eighth verse in the eighth uh, purport of the eighth verse he he mentions a very important thing which drew my attention he said um he said that lord has to be worshiped in five different forms so he said there are five different forms in which one has to worship the lord and the five different forms are uh paratatva vyuha vaibhava antaryami and archa so we begin with deity worship first archa we worship the lord through deity worship and then we go to the antaryami form of the lord and then after antaryami we go to vaibhava form of the lord and then after vaibhava we worship the vyuha form of the lord and after vyuha we worship the paratatva form of the lord this is how the perception of the supreme lord has to be done in these five stages and propad writes this in the in in the purport of 658 uh, 567 uh, and 8 that the lord has to be perceived in these steps and these steps have to be take, taken gradually now the low most and what's interesting what drew my attention is every time we worship these forms of the lord we have to worship these forms with their own servants for example if we approach the deity form of the lord the deity form of the lord has to be worshiped with its servant what is the servant with what do we worship the deity deity with with matter we use matter paraphernalia is matter right so all five elements we we offer uh, gandhavati prithvi which is incense incense is reminiscent of prithvi which is earth and then we offer fire which is aarti and then we offer the third is water prithvi we have we have done prithvi we have done agni we have done ap which is what ojas water and then we offer what we offer the we offer the cloth right or cloth and then the flower so flower also is gandhavati which is prithvi and then we offer chamar which is vayu vayu and then we blow the conch shell which is space which is uh, ether so all these five elements is what is used in worship of the deity so every every perception of the lord should be perceived according to its servants 
that was a very critical uh, understanding for me uh, when I read this section of the purports that Prabhupada says the Lord has to be perceived in these forms according to their servants. For example, let's move on to the next one, Antaryami. Antaryami means worshipping the Lord who is inside the heart, which is Saitya Guru. How do we worship the Chaitya Guru, the super soul in us? By worshipping its servant. Who is the servant of the super soul? The spiritual master. So therefore, Antaryami comes out as Chaitya Guru and I worship the way he worships the Supreme Lord, that is the spiritual master. So therefore, deity worship and then worship of the spiritual master, Antaryami form of the Lord. So therefore, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu writes, uh, Chait Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishnadas Kaviraja Goswami writes, Krishnadas Kaviraja Goswami writes, Shiksha Guru Ke Tejani Krishnera Swarupa Antaryami Bhakta Shreshta Yai Dui Rupa so Antaryami, my supreme, supreme Lord who is my super soul, has come out as my Chaitya Guru, the spiritual master. He is non-different from, uh, from the supreme Lord. So therefore, I worship the super soul the way the, super, super, the spiritual master worships the super soul. Hmm? So how do we worship it? Using the mind. What is my? I worship my mind. So therefore, it goes manas. The super soul is meditated upon by the mind. So therefore, mind is its servant. So therefore, mind becomes very critical. And from there, we move on to the vaibhava form of the Lord. Vaibhava form of the Lord. Which is one example of a vaibhava form of the Lord? Vaibhava Prakash. Teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Lord Ram, for example. One of the forms of the Lord is Lord Ram or Dwarkadish. Now, Lord Ram has his own servants. For example, who is his dear most servant? Hanuman. So, Lord Han Ram should be reached and worshipped in the mood that Hanuman does his worship. So, therefore, in one of the chapters, we also saw in one of the Varshas that we spoke about Hanuman worshipping Lord Ram in that Varsha. So, therefore, see, the, the, the process is moving ahead. And then the, the, the last but not, not the least way to worship the Lord is what? The Vyuha Incarnations. What is the Vyuha Incarnations? Correct. The Chatur Vyuha. The four expansions of the Lord. What are they? Vasudeva, Sankarshana, Pradyumna, Aniruddha. We have to worship them. And each of them have their own servants. So I then, uh, we will discuss a little bit about the Vyuha Incarnations. Of why they are very significant. Because they are one step closer to Balaram. And after Balaram comes Krishna who is Paratattva. So therefore, Chaturvyuha incarnations becomes very significant for us. Now, this, these four forms of the Lord becomes very important because it is also mentioned in the purport of Bhagavad Gita. Many places, uh, Taittiriya Upanishad, Prabhupada quotes, Yato, Yatova imani bhutani jayante yena jayanti jivanti yat prayanti abhisam vishanti tat brahma tat vig, vigna sasva Taittiriya Upanishad 3.1, Prabhupada mentions this in uh, 15, 15th, cha 13th chapter, 17th verse. Avibhaktam cha bhuteshu, vibhaktam ivachasthitam, bhuta bhartra cha tadgneyam, grashnisu prabhavishnu cha. But Vasudeva also has another meaning in Sanskritam. Va vasu means vasati iti vasu. One who resides everywhere is vasu. Vasaha means one who lives somewhere. Huh? Uh, vasu means one who lives everywhere but there is a significant uh, difference in how we reside every we reside and he resides because he resides everywhere but everything resides in him this is the difference between him and us when we reside here in this temple 
the temple doesn't reside in me i have to reside in the temple but the lord resides in the temple and the temple also resides in him this is a unique position of the lord interestingly there are two material elements which inherit this property of the lord they reside in something and everything resides in them what is that two material elements one is air and the other one is space is it not space is inside an object and space is outside and outside an object it's not difficult to understand it's not difficult to understand this position of the lord that lord resides inside lord resides outside but lord is the ultimate support of everything ha maya tatam idam sarvam jagadavyakta murtina matsthani sarvabhutani nachaham teshva avasthitaha i am not i am not sthit in that but yet i am you can fi- you cannot find me in that but i am inside and i am outside bahir narsimha hridayar narsimha missing every day so this is vasudeva right and vasudeva is the ultimate that we have to meditate on if you have to get out of this uh, quagmire of material existence because one form of meditation for the sadhaka is my dear lord you are there outside you are there inside me so let me meditate on you my dear lord actually we were studying in detail uh, vamana roopa we studied the vaman dev's incarnation also but a little bit of meditation on the vaman dev's incarnation why does the lord come in these three forms what should be the meditation of a sadhaka on these three forms of the lord that uh, there are three forms of the lord in there also isn't it are there any three three forms of lord that gets displayed in vaman dev avatar three stages he comes as a dwarf so we see the lord is uh, is there in every atom as a small anu and then the first meditation is the lord is there as a small atom in my as a deity so i have a small radhavallabh here so when he comes he is a small person vamandev and then he expands so how should a sadhaka meditate why does he become trivikrama the meditation of the sadhaka is he is there in the deity but he is there everywhere he is expanded vishati tat tat means that which has spread everywhere so vamandev spreads everywhere so then bali maharaj understands he is a small deity he has spread everywhere and then he understands therefore you should be spreading in my heart also then he gives his head to say my dear lord let me realize that you are in me as well so these are the three stages of realization of vamandev also this is how a sadhaka should meditate on the form, form of the lord it's just not a fantasy story oh the vamandev became big and he stamped uh, bali maharaj and finished the story uh, nice story but there is a meaning or there is a there is adhyatma chintan there is a meditational aspect of all of these concepts and in in here vasudeva is is the meditation that he is there within everything he is residing everywhere and everything resides in him this is the first lesson that lord krishna in the in the vrajlila he gave it to his own mother yashodamai of course it was not for yashodamai it was for us <laughs> yashodamai was not concerned about it because she became unconscious after looking at the because she saw krishna mud inside krishna and then she saw the universe inside krishna and she saw herself inside krishna so krishna was outside and everything was inside krishna as well so this was the concept of vasudeva that is why he is called vasudeva also then comes sankarshana now this becomes very critical for us because prabhupad says lord ananta is non different than sankarshana himself and lord shiva meditates on sankarshana now i was again researching on some science you know i was researching on what has intrigued me is uh, we have a ball of earth and the water body the entire ocean on earth just sticks to the earth we have never seen anything like this in our practical experience the entire water mass is sticking to the earth 
the earth is like this they they say the ships flow like that but what is holding the water the whole earth body like i it always i was i always as a child you know i was thinking why does the water flow off of course if you spill water here it will flow down but there it doesn't flow down even australia is the bottom of the earth right and there also the water sticks to the up no so then my teacher said my dear boy it is actually the center of gravity <laughs> the center of gravity is in the core of the earth so everything is pulled to the core of the earth right center of gravity is in the middle that's is that a speculation or theory it is still a theory and it's a theory only nobody has seen what is that center of gravity it is just an observation observational truth but the shastras say that center of gravity is ananta samkarshana if you break that word sam sam means sam s u m that's how the word s u m comes from samam bonam sum total s e a m in sanskritam translated to s u m sum means the sum total sum karshana karshanat means what what is karshana meaning of sakarshana attraction which modern science called it as gravity they have just observed it but we have named it samkarshana but what is this samkarshana the lord is sankarshana krishna is samkarshana krishna also means karshan karshayati iti krishna so sankarshana has two aspects one is his job is to do the creation his job is to destroy the creation his job is to create the body his job it is to destroy the body through the agent of lord shiva therefore lord shiva also is called as jagat pita he gives me the body he gives me the outer body called ahankar he also is the destroyer of ahankar that's why that's why he is ahankara tatva abhimani who is lord shiva and he gets his power from sankarshana why does sankarshana become very important to us because sankarshana when he creates what is creation again i i know i i i work for the post office so when you post a letter on that letter you don't have a from address and delivery address what will happen <laughs> you don't have a from address and you don't have a to address what happens to that letter it stays in the post office that is our state we do not know where we came from we do not know where we will go we are stuck in this material world this is sthiti hmm? sthiti srishti sthiti laya there are three srishti is creation sthiti means existence laya means to destroy so we are in the stage of sthiti sthiti means the letter which is stuck in the post office it doesn't know where to go it doesn't know where it has come from stuck in this situation so but if i have to get created i have to get destroyed if i have to get liberated i have to get destroyed when i say i have to get destroyed the body has to get destroyed so sankarshana is inevitable sankarshana also means sam karshana karshanat means to destroy to destroy everything so therefore if i have to get liberated i have to get destroyed i have to get destroyed my body has to get destroyed for liberate my to liberate my jiva out of this material consciousness if i have to get entrapped i have to get a body or i have to destroy this body and go to the lower depths of the material ocean or to the material universe which is the job of sankarshana so sankarshana has two he pulls the demoniac to the bottom of the material universe therefore atala vitala sutala patala therefore this chapter is the crux to understand the hellish planets because it is because of ananta dev who pulls everyone especially the demoniac to the hellish planets he also pulls the devotees because the devotees are also there serving the supreme lord it doesn't mean only pulls the demoniac and sankarshana is also krishna because he still pulls so there are two attractive forces one is that sankarshana's attraction towards the hellish planets sankarshana's attraction towards the spiritual planets so he he is pulling us both ways which way we want to go it depends on our desire 
If he pulls us up towards the spiritual world, he is Krishna, Karshayati, Iti, Krishna. If he pulls us down, he is Ananta Deva, he is Sankarshana. Or he is Lord Shiva who does the job for him. Agent. Because Lord Shiva is a servant of Sankarshana. So this is the meditation on Sankarshana. Right? And then we have Pradyumna and Aniruddha. The next two incarnation. Pradyumna is the deity for creation. We all know. Why? Because to create, every jiva in this creation wants to become Brahma. Why? What is the similarity between us and Brahma? Lord Brahma, Chaturmukha Brahma. What is the similarity between us and Him? Exactly. The tendency to create, we all want to create. And what is behind this concept of creation? What is the principle of creation? Passion. Kama. Kama. Esha Krodha. Esha Rajoguna Samudbhavaha. Because every living entity is entrapped, Kama Bija is the root of this creation. This entire material world is existing because of lust. Only Arjuna. Lust means what? Kama. Desire. So therefore, living entity is engaged in, in its own conceptions of creation. A mosquito is engaged in its conception of creation. A human is engaged in his conception of creation. Chaturmukha Brahma is engaged in his conception of creation. All of these creative potencies are enabled by, by again by the Supreme Lord Pradyumna. He is the creating potency. Therefore, Krishna says, I am Kamosmi Bharatarshaba. Krishna says, I am that creating principle, which is according to. So, therefore, even the Lord, seeing the Lord as the creative principle, this is the beauty of Shastras. That is Pradyumna. Now we come to Aniruddha. Aniruddha, you all know Nirodh, right? Nirodh means Nirodho Mukti Rashraya. Nirodho means to destroy. Niruddha means to destroy or to limit. Aniruddha means there is no limitation. So, the whole idea to meditate that the Supreme Lord is supremely independent. Ahameva sameva agre nanyat yat sada sadparam paschadaham cha etacha yo vashishyeta sosmeham that I am supremely independent. So, as a sadhaka, if I meditate that, yes, Aniruddha means he's supremely independent Lord who is doing the shrishthishthiti laya samhara uh, of all these material universes, the creation, destruction, maintenance of this material universe. He is the creative potency. He is the destructive potency. He is the liberative potency. He is in everything. So, meditating on all of these forms of the Lord and yet, after doing all of this, he is still that supreme, beautiful Shama Sundara who engages beautifully with the cowherd boys, especially engaging with his Parshad in Vrajadham, in Vrajabhumi as Yashodamaya and Nanda Maharaj. This is the ultimate culmination of the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That he is the absolute truth, but that absolute truth are engaged in so many names, forms, pastimes of the Lord in this material universe. So all of this thinking has to be woven back to Krishna in some form of the other. So therefore, this is in one sense uh, to, to, uh, to cut short or to summarize that this is an interplanetary travel that the Shastras take us through to meditate on Lord Anantadev, how he functions as Sankarshana, enabling this material universes, enabling the attraction of the jivas into this material world and liberation of the jivas from this material world, how he functions as the Samkarshanat, the, the the liberative potency and the attractive potency of, of the Supreme Lord and how he also demonstrates as the greatest servant of the Lord. He becomes the bed of the Lord. He is Lord Nityananda. He is Lord Balaram. And how he becomes a servant of the Lord to teach us actually who is the best servant of the Lord. He himself can be the best servant. There cannot be anything best than him. Best means the Lord only. So therefore to be his best servant, he himself incarnates as Balaram and Anantasesh to show that this is how one can serve the Lord. So in these way, we can meditate on this chapter and finally 
to understand all of this one very significant aspect shukadeva goswami says that a fallen jiva which is entrapped in this material body cannot understand the uh, the name fame form pastimes of the lord by his own endeavor it has to be only understood by the mercy that is why we are all dependent on daya daya or um, daya bhak the mercy of the spiritual master uh, we cannot speak to the super soul because we cannot access the instructions of the super soul the access is provided to us through the medium of the spiritual master so therefore shukadev goswami culminates this chapter to say it is not by sadhana we can achieve krishna it is by mercy of the spiritual master we can achieve krishna that is a very important factor that one has to very clearly understand otherwise these concepts cannot be understood by intellectual deliberation uh, intellectual deliberation can only give us knowledge it cannot give us realization traveling inside can be done only by holding the hand of a spiritual master and he will take us deep into the deep recesses of the heart where the lord's forms can be revealed to us otherwise we will get lost uh, i because of intellectual deliberation so therefore <clears throat> this important point which chaitanya mahaprabhu says in the chaitanya charitamrita when the lord speaks uh, shikshashtakam this verse is from shikshashtakam the the lord lord chaitanya becomes mad and kaviraj kaviraj goswami writes that in in his madness uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu says i am your servant i have fallen into the ocean of uh, nations kindly therefore save me so chaitanya mahaprabhu is showing us how one should um, how one should realize that he is in a fallen position we were discussing this uh, in our discussion in our bhakti vriksha and in our bhagavatam there is a difference between claiming that i am fallen and realizing that i am fallen patita patita pavana hetu tava avatara patita pavana means patita means one who has fallen down i have to come to realize that i have really fallen down until then uh, one cannot one can only claim it's only lip service one who is really uh, realize that i'm really fallen in this material world then the the you know the 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 call for mercy will be very pure until then the call for mercy will not be pure for example the difference between an a, a, an actor acting as a cancer patient and approaching the doctor and a real cancer patient approaching the doctor the real cancer patient is please save me my dear doctor please save me you know it will be from the heart so like that we have to understand that we are really fallen and we have to come to that realization that i am fallen my dear lord i cannot understand this without your mercy and great acharyas pray like this so what to talk of us so that is the secret that the acharyas also give uh, sukadev goswami said i have given you all of this but the clue is the key to understand this is the mercy of the spiritual master one and that spiritual master who has understood the tatva who has understood this tatva how do we know and he has applied this tatva in his life so such a spiritual master can reveal or open the secrets into this universe and open the secrets into worshiping the supreme lord so i i'll stop here with this i pray that uh, devotees uh, bless me so that i can understand and deepen my meditation uh, and i can understand the tatva of the lord and i can uh, meditate on the ultimate goal which is prema bhakti on this auspicious month of damodara so that we can always meditate on the beautiful face of krishna whose kajal has just now fallen on the mascara has just now fallen mixed with tears and his cheeks are becoming little blackish 
and then Mother Yashoda is a little angry and she's tied Lord Krishna or Damodara to the Ulukal, which is the mortar stone. Uh, so it's it's inconceivable that this Ananta says is that same Krishna crying in the hands of Yashoda Mai. Uh, so this uh, inconceivable Lord is uh, is our dear worshipable Lord. So may we one day realize and put him into the deep recesses of our hearts. With this, I'll stop here. Uh, if I have inadvertently said something wrong or any mistakes, you need to excuse me. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Any questions or comments or corrections? Um, we can discuss or we can stop here after a while. Stop here. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Shri Shri Damodar Maas ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrind ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari Vaishnava Vrind ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari Vaishnava Vrind ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari Vaishnava Vrind